Welcome to our podcast. So what do you think? The podcast where we chat about the Bible from Genesis to Revelation with friends, family, and loved ones. We laugh. The labor where they wash up. Then we wash wash up. I'm from Missouri, so y'all leave me alone. She's from Missouri. She really means wash. I'm learning more and more how little I know. (laughs) Daddy Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing. I can't do this. We do impressions. Hello. <laughs> I love the tomatoes. Hi, ah, this is Chang's Chinese restaurant. We get a little silly. Jericho. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. I feel I have a hard time with condom condomate con. <laughs> Not condiments. She loves ketchup and mayonnaise. So, in genius. Geniuses. That's our southern accent coming in there, folks. I'm just a little black <laughs> A little serious. My spirit, Bubba. What if I give you what you deserve? And a lot grateful. When you feel that, you know, where is God? Well, well that's him. That's him showing his love. Yes, he's got, he's got all these people loving on you. As we ask and answer questions about the Bible, faith, God, and everything in between. Welcome to So What Do You Think? Take a load off, get comfy, and stay a while. Hey guys, welcome to the show. My name's Missy, and I have with me my brother Robert. Hey Hey everybody. So, I had to ask if I could have the floor first. And you said yes, so thank you. Of course I did. Of course, it's your podcast. This is awesome. It's our podcast. I know it's what you're going to say, but it's your podcast. So you say whatever you want. (laughs) Talk as long as you like, and you can start anytime you want, and I'll just be quiet. Okay. So I know some of you claim you're spiritual or have a higher power. Spiritually defined as being concerned with the spirit or soul as opposed to physical things. And that sounds really good, you know. A higher power is defined as a God or divine power. By these definitions, you could follow anything from Satan to the birds of the air to a person or the creation. The problem with these is they are about self. You believe what you want and you line that belief with you choose whatever higher power lines up with your belief. And it's a great trick of Satan because we are all about ourselves. We take selfies But behind some of those selfies, you find an empty person with an empty spirituality because of an empty, non-existent higher power. And this is what started this. People, there's a movement going on. It's called deconstructing their faith. And it's a trend happening within the last year or two. Basically, it means they're disappointed by a pastor or a church, and they've been hurt really bad, and they leave the church. Um disappointed in like the pastor if he's done something like cheated or had an affair or something like that. But haven't we all been disappointed in the pastor or church? And I know that it really hurts. I know the hurt is real. But the problem with all of these is about us and the people and our needs. We need to be focused on Jesus because people always let you down. And this deconstructing their faith movement is all over the place right now. And, um, People are questioning everything about what they, the church they were a part of, or the uh, what they taught, or uh, and they're basically leaving the faith. And in the Bible, it says there will be a great falling away. And I wondered if this was the beginning of it. It's probably happened always, but this is a new trend. So I just wanted to talk about it. But 
um, it's sad because they're not looking at Jesus. They're looking at people and they're leaving everything behind that maybe either they really never knew or thought they knew and it wasn't concrete. But I want you to just touch on that because I know you have an opinion about that. I don't have ever have an opinion about anything. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'll give you a minute. Oh, just a minute. Oh, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, you're... Um, your point, I haven't heard of this deconstructing religion, but I've seen people, um, some articles from Christian uh, magazines and things like that, talking about um, some of the musicians and uh, others who have stepped away from their what they call their faith. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, if they're doing that and they're turning their back on, on God, on Jesus, then they were never a believer in the first place. Their their belief system is based on a religion, not on a relationship. And there's a, such a huge difference. Uh, and churches originally were based on relationship. The difference between what we see in the book of Acts with the relationship of the 12 and those that they brought around them to, to worship, mm-hmm. uh, to worship God and to learn more about the Christ who just sacrificed himself on the cross and then rose again. Versus the churches that get together every week and sing about how um, great we are because we believe in a God that is somewhere. Um, you know, there's churches that uh, they worship all kinds of things. Money's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know it. They will tell you that Jesus is front and center uh, of their uh, belief system. But the fact is, is when you actually see their actions versus their uh, rhetoric, you come up with the idea that this is really not about Jesus. This is really about money. Um, and then you got other churches who are very sincerely in the belief system of uh, uh, of the of, of I, we we follow Christ, we follow His teachings, we teach from the Bible. But then again, when you really get into the crux of what they're doing, it's all about their church. Well, look at this, Robert. So Satan was an angel of God. He was the most beautiful angel, and obviously, he believes in God because he knows mm-hmm. God exists. And he turned away. Is that pride? Yeah. Well, the yeah the because you you kind of were saying that if you really really believe, there's no way you can turn away. Well, if you truly have accepted Christ and been redeemed from the inside out, you cannot turn away from Him, and He cannot turn away from you. Mm-hmm. That's that would be the equivalent of you saying that Helen Smith is no longer your mother. And Helen Smith saying, Missy is no longer my daughter. It doesn't matter what you say because your DNA proves different. Mm -hmm. And that's not about uh, nurturing or anything else. It's just about the facts of your DNA and mom's DNA is that she can't deny you as her daughter. She can try. But the fact is, is nothing changes the physical aspect of you being her daughter. Same thing with, with Jesus. Once Jesus changes us from the inside, we cannot go back. And say, no, we can deny him. We can run from him. We can do what, everything. I mean, the, the Old Testament is filled with those who did, tried to do that. Mm-hmm. And God continuously pursued and brought them back in. Well, once he's living in us, we can do all that. But we can't change the physical fact of what he's done to us. Because if it's real and we're redeemed and our soul and heart and spirit have been changed, mm-hmm. then his redemption is foolproof. He he marks it with the Holy Spirit. He says, 
I think it was Paul said, you're marked by the Holy Spirit. You are God's temple because he's marked you for that. Uh, so for a church uh, or as the believers to say, I'm walking away, I'm, I'm assuming they're saying they're walking away from the religion, not mm-hmm. the relationship. Okay. Uh, and it's a huge difference. It's, it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that at some point, and I believe we're seeing the makings of that split in our churches right now mm-hmm. because we've got mainline re- uh, religions that have taken stands and basically push, push God out and said, we're going to worship ourselves, even though it's going to look like we're worshiping God. We right. are God. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, if you think about it in Genesis, that's the first sin. What did, what did the, the serpent do? He walked up to Eve and said, you know what? You can be like God. Mm-hmm. You know, that's he's true. lied to you. Yeah. He's lied to you. He lied. He, he, he didn't tell you this. He, and quite frankly, he, he didn't tell her. He told Adam and she told, uh, and he told Eve, but, He's, you know, the, the the religion of self started right then, right there, and that's the religion uh, that the, the the universe, the world has lived by throughout history. Is that we continually go back? You know, the whole worship of Baal is still happening today. We just call it something different. Mm-hmm. The worship of Baal was about self. Uh, you know, the the Baal worshippers actually sacrificed their children. Yeah, to have a good crop. Does that sound familiar? To what? The worshipers of Baal actually sacrificed their children in order to have a good crop or to prosper. Right. Use the word prosper. So does that sound like anything that happens in the world today or especially in here in America? Yeah. So when you look at that, you look at a, a religion of, of self. When someone gets into a church, they may go in with the idea that this is, this is where God wants me and then get delusioned by the fact that the pastor isn't saying the right things. You know, that's that's one that's that's different. So a mm-hmm. lot of people go into churches, they hear the truth and then say, well, I don't want to be here. I want to go somewhere else. And they go to an ear tickler. Uh, and what that means in Scripture is it's talking about those in the end will tickle our ears to make us love self, because that's really what the other religion is about. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Well, so having said all that, basically, um if you are in this category that we're talking about and get disappointed, you're looking, your focus is wrong. Yeah. Focus on Jesus. Yeah. And how do you do that? See, there's, there's the, there comes the question because what happens is um, there's actually church jumpers. They go from church, church to church. Jumpers. They go from church to church trying to figure out and, and saying all along that the spirit's moving us, that we shouldn't be there. And, and you know, uh, Lori and I've done some searching in our own, uh, idea of, of where we want to go to church. We, we've got a lot of places that we we think God can use us, and we've settled on a place. But there are people who just jump from church to church, and every place they go, they carry those same troubles with them. Mm-hmm. So if they're in a good church and they say, well, I don't like this pastor, I don't like the way they sing, or this pastor, this is a little familiar, not to me, but to someone we know, uh, is that this pastor didn't speak to me that day, so I'm mad at him, so I'm leaving. Um, and well, the deeper you get into the church, the more you realize they're human and you get disappointed. So absolutely. And you get into being, uh, what you might be considered staff. You mm-hmm. see things that you want to go, wow, that, that shouldn't be happening. You're supposed to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So we're going to jump church. Um, and that's just, um, my, my, my thought is, is what's well, a couple is, but basically if you're church jumping and you're, you're, you're wondering where you're supposed to be, repent. 
look at where, where you've been, look where you think God wants you to be and, and decide, is this what you're doing? You know, Missy made it, just said it just then. You said it just then. Is, is this about me or is it about God? Has Christ really called me somewhere else mm-hmm. or am I just doing this because I don't like something in particular? You can't wear certain shoes. It doesn't matter what it is. Every church has got something. Um, you know, the old joke of not joke, but the, the little boy who's re- dressed shabbily because he has no clothes walks up to the church door and tries to go in and he kind of smells cause he hadn't bathed in a few days. And he tries to go in the door and one of the deacons stops him and says, son, you can't come in here because quite frankly, you, you stink and your clothes are terrible. You need to go get dressed up before you can come in here. Mm-hmm. And he goes and sits on the front steps next to another man sitting there. And a man looks down at him and it's Jesus. And he looks at the boy and says, don't worry about it, son. They're not let me in either. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but it, isn't, isn't that kind of what you're talking about? Yes, it is. You know, the, the, the deacon standing there in his self-righteousness. This right. is not. I know we're going to keep going with this a little bit more. Probably you wanted to, but the deacon standing there in his self righteousness, saying, "I've kept that scum out for in God's name." Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Those were the same religious people that put Jesus on the cross because they flat out said to one another, "We're doing it for the righteousness of God." Yeah, this is this one cannot be of God because of the way he talks and the way he he fornicates with others, not fornicates, but the way he, he goes amongst fornicators, the mm-hmm. way he lives amongst the taxpayers and the drunks and the hook, hookers, and the way he talks to them, he cannot be of God. Yeah. And yet Jesus said, that's who I've come to save. Mm-hmm. I don't need to save. I don't need to come and, and heal those who are well. I need to come heal those who are sick. Mm-hmm. Still true today. Right. So if you're in a church, and you say, I want to change to another church. Look at your own motivation and what's the center of it. Repent and either stay where you're at or go where God's calling you. Mm-hmm. Put him first and he'll tell you where to go. Yeah. Thank you, Robert. Thank Andy. you, Missy. And now we're supposed to talk about Genesis because I messed you all up. Nope, I'm done. Got to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you did not mess me up. These are some of the best conversations. If yeah. you've got something else, let's talk about it. We can come back to Genesis. There's plenty of stuff there in Genesis. Um, I was just reading in Mark that where God said, and I had never read, I've never read Mark. I'm like, why haven't I read Mark? Why never. You read? I, You're I probably know. like everybody else. You look at it and go, well, it's just Matthew. But he says, Jesus says in there that um, it's not the outside that, wait, how's it go? It's not what you put in that defiles you. It's the outside that defiles you. Um, he was talking to the, religious leaders about the the disciples not washing their hands before they ate. Yeah, and he used the, yeah, he used the reference of the cup cuz when they would do uh, some of their religious things, they would wash the outside of the cup. Mm-hmm. And so that's what that's what he was talking about was basically washing the outside of the cup versus washing the inside, cleaning the inside uh, and looking at the the sin and the nature of who they are versus cleaning the outside, which looks good. Right. You know, the Pharisees and Sadducees, those that were religious leaders of the day, would come out and they'd be in their beautiful garb, their their uh, these beautiful robes, and walking down with these headsets on, headsets, head <laughs> headgear on, and everybody's going, "Oh, look at him! He is so pious. He must love God so very much." <laughs> And so, well, once he started, that? 
That was Monty Python. Okay. <laughs> me, me, yeah, it's me. like it's like when uh, Solomon went to pick David, and they said, "No, you surely you don't mean him." And he goes, "You look at the stature." Yeah, and Samuel said, "Well, don't call me Shirley, but yes, I do mean him." <laughs> All right, I don't um, even know what but no, that's, going, but. no, that's exactly what it is because uh, uh, David was the lowest of stature in his family. Mm-hmm. He, he he worked out in the fields. Who's going to think a, a king's going to come from out in the field? Right. Uh, who's going to think a king's going to come from being a carpenter? Yeah. But and and of course, David was a foreshadowing of Christ. But yeah, Samuel picks David, and all the rest of them go wait. But I'm bigger, taller, and handsomer. And David went, well, yeah, but I'm not. I'm right here. I'm going to go back out there and I'm going to kill me a lion. Yep, yep. That's and, what he and, said. Wait, wait, I'm not done. I'm going to kill me a lion and a bear. Mm, That's how he talked when he was that young. Oh, I see. Puberty. Later, later it came to something different. Okay. But here's a great example of what we're talking about because look at what happened at that time. Because Samuel was who he was. He was the prophet. Um God, you know, the people came to, to Samuel and, and actually spoke, you know, spoke through him to God and said, we want a king. And, they, and they got, God said, no, you don't. I, I'm your king. Mm-hmm. And then people said, no, 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 no. We want to be like everybody else. We want a king. No, you don't. I'm your king. And so finally, God relented and said, Samuel, let them choose a king. And they did. And they chose the guy named David. No. Saul. Yes. That's right. They chose King Saul. And King Saul was I tall. I forgot Saul and, was before David. Yeah. He was tall and he was handsome and he was kingly and he was majestic. And he spoke with a really deep voice. Versus David that sounded like this. <laughs> and Saul sounded like this. And so the people looked at the outside mm-hmm. and said, that's who our king is. But God looked at the inside and said, no, David's your king. You just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. So... They chose Saul, and it was a disaster because yeah. he kept going, and he was he was not God's man, yeah, as David was. Um, and it was it was just a, a disaster. He tried to kill David several times, many times, many many the, times, yeah. Yep. And the cool thing was, and it's a great example of how what we're talking about with the churches. Look how this is going to come back around. David did something at one point. He had uh, Saul and his some of his soldiers, and I think it was mostly just Saul came into a cave that David was actually hiding in, him yeah. and his men. And David had the opportunity at that point to kill Saul. And his men were pushing him. David, kill Saul. David, kill Saul. And David said, I will not touch the head or the hair of God's chosen. Mm-hmm. And he let Saul go. Now, how does that have to do with churches? The man that's in charge of a church, even right or wrong, is still in some ways God's man. He may not be have God's heart at that point, which Saul didn't, mm-hmm. but the man in charge of that church does. So it's not your job to try to bring him down, whoever you are. If you're wanting to leave a church because you feel disillusioned by what you've been put, uh, you know, put through in that church, or you don't like the music, or you don't like the way the preacher picks his nose on stage, whatever, it doesn't matter, is that, that it's not your job to bring him down a peg. Mm-hmm. That's up to God. Yeah. Just to, just to, and that, that there's no better example than what David did in that cave with Saul. He, he held back his hand because he could have killed him and that would have been the end of it. Yeah. And you were going to tell them how to focus on Jesus. I was. Mm-hmm. When did that come up? Right now. 
Oh, I didn't know that that's what we were. Oh, oh, okay. Um, uh, so what do you mean focus on Jesus? I mean, I would hope that the extent of being a believer, if you've, first things first, as a book I'm reading called uh, Practice, The Practice of the Presence. Um, you already a, read that. Many times, but I'm going through it now with the, a group of guys, two groups of guys. Well, we're, we're looking at Brother Lawrence materials and some things that he said and putting scripture next to it. And uh, one of the things he said in his, uh, in his notes was that the first thing you got to decide is, do you actually know him? Now, I know that usually will segue into your prayer time, but it, we'll talk about it first here. But do you actually know who he is? Not know about him, not know what a preacher's told you or a pastor in your past uh, or a friend, because there's a huge difference. You only hear my voice, but it, unless you know me personally, you don't really know who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the audience, so those that are listening, mm-hmm. um, the millions that are across the planet who are, who are <laughs> listening to what we have to say. Right. Um, so you don't, but you don't really know me. You mm-hmm. only know my voice and know of me and know that I'm Missy's wonderful brother. Mm. <clears throat> Wow. I just had a tickle. I expected an amen on that. Amen. Oh, boy. Even a (laughs) half-hearted amen, I guess, is better than none. Uh, But so you've got to really decide that first. You've got to look at your, your, not just your motivation, but, hey, where is my relationship? Do I have one? Mm Because going to church doesn't make you a believer. Even reading your Bible doesn't make you a believer. Uh, one of the things we'll, if we ever get to Genesis two, we're going to talk about the idea of the law versus uh, the yeah, faith versus grace, uh, because you can understand the law, but not actually know God. It's through that law and that teacher, because that's what the law was, was to be a teacher to us, to lead us to him. And the biggest lesson of all of all that is that you're not perfect. You can't be perfect. Right. You're, we're just not made that way. Uh from the original fall, it was obvious that we, we, can't, uh, we can't be perfect. So d- d- examine yourself, determine that relationship, and then take it from there. If your relationship is based on you first and God second, then you need, there's some, probably some redemption things you need to talk about there. God, when he changes us, he becomes our focus. And how do we do that? Well, one's reading scripture, just like we talked about. Two's going to church, but also bring some folks into your circle who will hold you accountable. It's not a necessity, but you can't do life alone as a believer. I've got everybody around me is, is accountable. It holds me accountable to stuff. I'm constantly being asked by friends, family, hey, what are you doing? What are you studying right now? Whether it's Missy or mom or my son or my wife, or it doesn't matter who it is, we're all constantly talking about Scripture and talking about Him, and it comes back to Him. What is your life about him or is your life about yourself? Even if you look at it and say, well, some of my life's about me and some of my life's about him. You, you work, you live, you play. And those things are physical things that you do. But is you, where's your heart when you're doing that? Yeah. Can, you know, Brother Lawrence talks about the idea of his heart is exactly the same, whether he's sweeping in the kitchen or whether he's standing in a group of other brothers talking about God specifically. Right, his heart is in the same place because his heart is focused on on God, and his his intent is not to please God. This is important. Everybody, listen. So I'm gonna hesitate and count to one. One is <laughs> his, his intent is not to please God. 
his intent is that he's already pleased. So he already is pleased with me. He is already pleased with you. He is already content and complete in you. The question is, is what is your relationship with him? You don't have to please him. You just want to love him. It's like a relationship with our mother. We know mom loves us. Mm-hmm. We know that we're her children. So we don't, and we don't have to please her. We just want to mm-hmm. because of that love that Some we are. Some of us brown knows, but. Yeah, well, you do, but I, I well, actually, it's Matt. Let's let's just be clear. It's Matt. He's the youngest. He's always been spoiled. So, right. The more and, you want to know her and spend time with her, and that's the same with Jesus. Same thing. Yeah. Once 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 you start down that road, you you begin to learn more about him. You want to know more of him because it's actually his spirit in us that actually brings us to him. Mm-hmm. Whether that's at the beginning or whether that's as we as we grow closer to him, you know, you were talking the last time we talked about the uh, baptism of the spirit. Well, the, in reality, the baptism of the spirit is about um, God growing more in us. We're baptized in the spirit when we accept him, but that doesn't mean we're mature. That means that we, the more we um, give of ourselves to him, the more he's able to grow in us. Right or more, he's able to show himself. So once we look at our self and we look at our motives and we look to okay, do we need to make that change? Is then you start to practice it. That's the part where the spirit really begins to grow. I think that's key too because people think I don't know what y'all are talking about until you do it and you start say reading the word and listening to people who are talking about Jesus and. Feed yourself that you're not going to understand it. Or talking to God, you are not going to understand we're not, what we're talking about until you actually take the steps to do those things. Right. You can't you just sit to... there and hold your hands up and say, "Okay, God, come on." Well, I guess you That's... could, but well, but it would be it be like a relationship you have with t- take any person doesn't matter. Okay, it's this man and this other man have a relationship; they're friends, um, and but they go to breakfast together once a week. And that the intent of that breakfast is to get to know each other better so that they can, you know, live life together and help with family things, stuff like that. So they go to breakfast at McDonald's and they sit down at a table and they just sit there. They don't talk. They don't say anything. They don't interact in any way. They just sit there and drink their coffee. And then when that 30 minutes is done, they get up and leave. Have what's happened. Nothing. Right. They're the same as when they started. That's exactly right. So they haven't taken any steps to engage one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is a gentleman always, and he will not engage you if you're not going to engage him. He will wait patiently and he will pursue you. Mm-hmm. If he's already in you, he's pursued you to the point where you're now completely, you're, you're complete in him. The fact is you got to accept it and then take that step. Maybe sometimes it's just as easy as, you know, what, what we talked about, uh, I guess it was last time, about the word Yahweh. I you love that, too. Something interesting is to take the word Yahweh, which, you know, is the, the Hebrew name for God. And it, it, the, the, the H's in Yahweh, there's two of them, both have the, the they mean breath, spirit. Uh, and so when you say the word Yahweh, you breathe in with Yah and you breathe out with way. And just do that a few times a day and just watch what happens. It's with him living in you, it becomes such a cool thing mm-hmm. to just take that 
especially if you just looked at the news and you're anxious, go, Yahweh, and mm-hmm. breathe his name in and out very slowly mm-hmm. and just take a minute. I think that's the, the hardest thing right now is just so, social media, news, all the things that are taking our world and turning them upside down. When we see those things, we think, oh, God's not in control. Yeah, he is. Nothing's just, a surprise to him. Nothing. Nothing's a surprise to him. He told us about it, did he not? Matthew 24. Jesus said, you're going to see rewards and you're going to hear rumors of rewards. And these things do not distress about. Mm-hmm. Right. Because this is just the beginning of birth pain. Mm-hmm. And I am coming back. Right. Now, the question is, is are you going to be with him? Are you going to, is he going to be without you? Hmm. If you want to be with him. We're going to allow you to say a prayer of salvation. We talked about all these things. And, you know, the bottom line is if you want Jesus in your heart, you just ask him in your heart. And we're just going to say a prayer. And if you want to say it with us, please do. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this message. We know that you were with us, Lord, because we totally got off topic. And I love when that happens. And we know it's you. And I just pray, Lord, that... uh you would help the people listening understand what our words and your words when they start reading the Bible. And if you want to invite him into your heart, say, Dear Lord, please come into my heart. I've done some awful things, Lord. I'm a sinner. I'm so ashamed. Thoughts keep me awake at night, Lord. Please erase these from my heart. Please forgive me of my sin. I know that you died on the cross for me. I know that you rose on the third day and sit at the right hand of the Father, Lord. And then I can very much have a relationship with you now, just like the disciples, except not physical, but spiritual, Lord. I want to have that. I invite you into my life. Make me and mold me. And I praise you and thank you for my brother. Please be with him, Lord, with his Lyme's disease. And I just thank you for him and all his wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. So before we head out, I just uh, something real quick I just wrote down. So this is not every, everybody remember this is not about uh, COVID. So the 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 three letters S A R SAR mm-hmm. got it. So you now know why it's not about COVID. Mm-hmm. SAR S A R surrender, accept, and relate. Oh. surrender, accept, relate. Did you just make that up? I just wrote it down right while you were praying. Wow. Okay. Yeah, God's awesome when he does that kind of stuff, isn't he? I love it. Forget Genesis. Surrender. We'll have to come back next time. Yeah. <laughs> I mess you up every time. Oh, this was good stuff. <laughs> Thanks for messing me up. I love you. I uh, love you. Bye, Bye y'all. Everybody. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Are you interested in listening to more episodes? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, and Spotify. Do you have a question you'd like us to chat about? Email us at swduthink at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. See you next time.